We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 28th day of July, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and a very special guest, but we will get to him in just a moment. Bruce, how are you today? Well, healthy and alive. Um, hopefully everything is good coming from my side of things because I just wiped windows last night and did a clean install. So yes, you're not, yeah, you're not fun. blowing my ears out of my, uh, out of my skull any longer. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. We got that sorted out. Yeah. And joining us today is a long-lost friend of ours, and we're very happy to have him here, Pavel. How are you? Hi. I'm very good to be here. As always, a pleasure. And I'm doing well. You know, I, I feel rested and ready for another awesome podcast. That's great to hear, because we have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about. But those are always the best ones. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been here. And quite frankly, we haven't really discussed a whole lot of it, but we were kind of tossing around some things in prep. I know that you're obviously you're you're in America, but you still have family that live over in in uh, parts of Russia and Eastern Europe, and I believe you say you know people in Belarus. I think you know people in Ukraine as well. You know, I, I'm seeing more of this um, this theater out of uh, out of Ukraine with Zelensky. He's doing a he's doing a photo shoot with Vogue magazine this week, and we saw all of that that nonsense that they're concocting now. And and uh, you know we, we're watching arm shipments that are being flown out of the country. That are headed to the Middle East. There was one that got shot down over Greece uh, just this last week, and uh, it was found to be a uh, a Serbian arms dealer that was coming out of Ukraine. So, what's really going on? In your opinion, what's really, in your opinion, what do you think's going on over there? This, like, because this is just crazy. What's going on? We're supposed to be going through all of this support Ukraine. We've got to send them all this, and uh, like people are dying over there. But yet, Zelensky supposedly, for some leader in the middle of a, of a of a war, he doesn't seem too concerned. He's busy shooting for magazines. Well, you have to understand that the people that own those magazines, they have to live too. And, and the way they live is is how else can they say, I'll, you know, sell their covers unless, um, you know, somebody interesting is going to be on the cover. So, you know, you got to have feelings for those people as well. And, you know, I'm going to start with sarcasm and I want to try to, you know, continue on a lighter note. But I mean, I'm seeing some pretty big parallels here with Soviet Union and, and, and just the way the Soviet officials and the government were portrayed in old Soviet com comedies. I mean, it is hysterical. You know, the stories of the funniest, randomest people becoming politicians and, you know, none of them really know what they're doing. And there's always like the big evil West out there that's really pulling the strings and, you know, and the good people are paying for their mistakes. But then, you know, the people rise and everything becomes good. Well, th this whole scenario, you know, what, the people are not going to rise. Obviously, nothing good is going to happen. Um, and it seems like we're getting walled off. We're getting walled off. It's it's they're doing two things at once. They're promoting um, violence as you know as a source of income donations, uh, this this and that. And also at the same time, they're trying to uh, kind of like dehumanize dehumanize the the entire experience by doing doing all these photo shoot 
you know, covers, you know, all these lies are coming out about, you know, certain places not being exactly where they said they were, or, you know, perhaps, you know, lies are coming out about, you know, photo shoots are being done in with preparation, not exactly, you know, on a battlefield. It's it's all basically what I'm saying, it seems staged and it seems staged to a level where there's clearly, clearly a reason for this giant destruction. If a war is big enough of a destruction that they're creating an entire war as a destruction. What they're really trying to get your eyes off is 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 just just got to be huge, and the people are once again are suffering. But they're not going to let anybody rise, and you know, happy end. And not that I'm calling for rising anyway, but let's explore that. So Z- Zelensky, being being a uh, an actor previously, I mean, I. I see this as when he gets visited by all of these uh, these politicians. He gets visited by these uh, these journalists. You know, like Piers Morgan was just over there the other day. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with who that is, but he's a well, he's a sure. he's a uh, political guy that you find on various American and British networks now. Uh, kind of a almost a has been at this point. I think the guy's got less than ten thousand viewers at any point in time. But that's a side issue. Well. He's uh, Zelensky. He, back to him. He's he's get he gets visited by guys like uh, Sean Penn, who's doing documentary films over there. He got visited by Sir Richard Branson, which is the guy that owns the Virgin Empire. You know, does the uh, the uh, the telecom services and the airlines, and uh, now he's doing Virgin Galactic to try and take people to space. And you've got American politicians going over, shaking hands with him. All the European politicians, and it it all seems like we're watching a. Um, a Netflix series. That's what it all seems like. And it, it seems to me, while you've got people that are within Zelensky's inner circle, and we're sending all this money over there for God knows what reason, they're all buying chalets for multi-million dollars down in Switzerland. So what's really going on here? It's just like, I feel like when he gets, and I mentioned the term in prep, when he gets the golden parachute at the end of whatever they're going to do with this, you know, just to move us on to the next crisis here, uh, which we're going to transition into the dark side of tech and control and things like that, digital ID, social credit, we'll eventually get into all that, uh, which by the way, Ukraine is actually adopting that. Uh, they're doing the um, uh, the whole digital ID and stuff. I mean, we, we maybe we can make that as a, as a pivot point, but Keeping with Zelensky and his inner circle, I feel like he's going to be offered some kind of a deal at the end of this. Like he'll be uh, sent out to, you know, make documentary films or something like that. Or uh, he'll be uh, an expert in the entertainment industry from the Hollywood side of things on a larger scale. I mean, he was obviously a, a comedian and an entertainer on Ukrainian TV. But why not make him an international star now? That's what it seems like they're turning him into. Hey, and I completely agree with you, John. That's a great point. I think we, we should go further than that. I mean, they can, he can, you know, next thing you know, he could become a woman and compete in the Olympics and win as long as it pulls and then star in the cover. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not, I, I don't discriminate as, as you guys know, you know, I'm not a racist. I'm, I don't discriminate against anything. So I think anything's possible for him. You know, he can, if, if he's really there to, you know, become the most famous person on the face of the planet, because it seems like he's more concerned with photo shoots than, you know, not the genocide of that's going on in his, you know, around him, all around him, like literally behind him, behind that wall, behind him, kind of. But anyhow, um, yeah, we, we, he can write a book. I mean, it's it's about a brand, Brandon. At this point of time, money became devalued. Now it's being burned off in Ukraine, basically giant money laundry operation before the money is going to become different before people realize that what, you know, what they went through is this little like, you know, alley will play whoop, down up and now their money is in our control, but you don't really have much of it. I'm not a financial genius or an expert. I'm more of a, that's not really my, 
direction. But what I do see is what other experts say, and they all say the same thing. Don't listen to me. You know, um, research would really research what Tesla stock really is in. And not that, you know, I, I want to even talk about, you know, Tesla, but point being is just because you don't see where the wave is going, all you need to do is see that it's coming. You know, it's going to hit somewhere eventually. And you're definitely not writing it. You're looking right at it. So, yeah, they're entertaining us. He's he's forever going to be famous, whatever's going to happen. it's And if he goes to prison, it's going to be the same thing. He's going to go into a cell, get his pictures taken, and, you know, fly back to wherever. There's no winning at, at this point of time for common sense unless it's in a global level. That's true. That's true. I, I wanted to ask you, we, we didn't discuss this in prep. I, I wanted to ask you about this thing in particular. I'm hearing out of Russian media, and it's very difficult to get information out of Russia uh, at, because of all the blocking and everything that's going on because, you know, Putin evil and all that. So we have to block everything that's Russian because it's Russian for some reason. That's just what we have to do because that's the political agenda and it's absurd. I'm seeing things out of the Russian media saying that, and Bruce and I were discussing this the other day, that any Ukrainian citizen, that, and I know you've mentioned this here before about how there were differences of what language you, you could speak and, and things of that nature uh, within Ukraine and, and things like that. But this is something that's a, like the next step up uh, from that. I was reading something out of uh, uh, out of Russian media that says that any Ukrainian citizen that wants to can apply right now, can apply for a Russian passport and officially become Russian citizens. Does that sound like a good idea? Does that sound like something that could just cause more problems? I mean, at one point they did hold Russian passports, did they not? I mean, the, the Soviet yes. passport was was all the same, right? Through the, throughout the whole block. Of course. Well, I mean, it's kind of like United States. I mean, what? how hard is it for you, for you to go from one state to another? That's how it was. And the funny thing is, you know, who can name, you know, the first actual, let's say, major capital of Russia prior to Moscow? You know, not St. Petersburg, the back and forth. It's excluding Moscow and St. Petersburg. Can anybody else, can anybody name another capital of Russia throughout history? It's Kiev. So Russia started in Kiev. Really? Um, you know, where the Rurik clans, the, the Vikings, you know, came south. You know, the Kiev, Russia was when the Viking clans, very, very kind of like abstract picture I'm painting. But basically, the kind of like the Vikings united everybody in Kiev was the first. And the, the prince of Kiev became was the, was the ruling head for the longest time. And all of Russia originated from Kiev until later the capital was transferred to Moscow. Moscow is about 960-ish years old now something like that so yeah that's not even the old that old russia has been around for way so the people were all the same and the donbass and you know um honest regions i mean there were wars for that land to belong to russia back and it's not like it was a war with ukraine ukraine didn't exist it was there was wars with you know tariffs or whatnot you know completely other entities for that land which belonged to Russia. And when the Soviet Union collapsed, you know, people who wanted to be pro-Ukraine or, you know, wanted to separate, they separated. Mostly it was driven by politicians and money. The language was all the same. You know, the money was the same. Everything was completely the same until it became mandatory to speak a certain language, until it became mandatory to forsake your name, your father's name, your forefather's name, and, and have a different name that you just pick, I guess. I mean, that's enough to me. If, if, if that is, I mean, I might have been lied to a million billion times in life, sure. But in my mind, if that is 
true that a government one time dictates what kind of name you can and cannot have based on principles of um, you know patriotism. I think that's na- that's national, that's extreme nationalism, which is Nazis, right? So what is scaring me right now is is all of this makes me think like. Did North Korea have it right the whole time? Are they just walled off because they're waiting for the big boom? Like, we're the stupid ones, and they're sitting there like, yeah, wait till there's just not corpses, and we go eat them all. You know what I mean? Heck, it's an interesting thought process, yeah. It's it's an interesting path. I I mean, where is the safest place in the world right now from tech, internet, from everything? If the Terminator came after me, I'd go to North Korea. (laughs) That's a very interesting point you bring up. I've never actually thought of that. And to be fair... You can throw another political agenda in with that as well. You can throw in the, uh, the the Green New Deal, right? This climate change stuff. If you want to get technical about it, North Korea, that's the greenest country on this planet. It really is. Oh. It, it's the greenest. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't have cars, <laughs> like, well, largely. But unless yeah, you're... All they have unless is tree bark. That's all... Yeah, yeah, that's it. They don't have food. No, I'm serious. That's really a sad thing. That That is really a sad thing. No GMOs in North Korea. Yeah. No GMOs, <laughs> no... Uh, you know, no gay gene and frogs, all this other stuff is is just people eating each other because they're so hungry. And if you if you go hunting far enough, you get shot. That's unbelievable. I mean, but that's that's exactly. Hey, and, and you live in the two hundred and fifty square plan. foot apartments or flats or whatever, and that like yeah. that's that's what it is. But it's well, think about it. Like China had uh, you know hundred year plan. North Korea has the freaking two hundred year plan. We're just gonna sit there till you kill each other. Like, hey, yeah, North Korea exists because of China, because that's uh, if it wasn't if it wasn't for North Korea existing, then the U.S. with their partnership with South Korea and our joint military, like they would be right on China's doorstep and China doesn't want that. So they've got to keep Mm -hmm. their junkyard dog on a on a chain there. They let a couple links off. Exactly. They have an. Best backyard ever, man. Oh, my God. So they got Russian front, you know, North Korea in the back. They're chilling all day have infinite amount of God knows what in, in Southern Sea. So what if this continues? You know, they keep provoking us and um, the walls. What if, imagine if the internet, which is a property, right? Right now, I mean, it's people look at internet and they think, oh, you know, cloud. Cool. Yeah, make it totally abstract. Cloud. It is not a cloud. It's a whole bunch of cables. And then it became a satellite and then a whole bunch of satellites. And now there's a whole bunch of private satellite constellations, right? So shut off the you know global internet because now who's the you know cabling is on the ground. I don't I can't swim over the you know Atlantic with a cable and you know it's up there now. See you later. That's it. So that is the move. If you take all communication and bring it up where I can't jump high enough to get it, you know, in simple terms, that's Stone Age for us. Total dictation of everything. Outlaw, go back to radio. We're gonna go back to radios because it is you know. That's it. How easy of a move it is. It's just, you know, well, take over the, you know, they can't, they can't get to the moon. Why not invest in controlling us from the satellites? And that's what literally satellite constellations are. Who even knows about that term, satellite constellations? I mean, I'll, I'll just add to that. That's actually, that, that's a good point. As an example, Starlink uh, to the, the satellite constellations that Starlink is literally that, basically. So yeah, I yeah, agree. Exactly. And and colonizing the moon—that's one of the things that they're looking to do uh, for the future as well. So you know how uh, much? Yeah. I was gonna say there's gonna be so many dead broke people, and I'm not making fun of Ukraine, but I'm sure there's 
and this sounds better, but I'm sure there's Ukrainians that would rather live in the moon right now, you know, as bad as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, they, they have literally, the, the European Union, anyway, they have just granted, I want to say it's like three three point two million Ukrainian refugees temporary residential status just to get them out of that mess that's going on over there. But, you know, I, I haven't really heard too much about it, but I do know that Ukraine is doing, like Zelensky's putting forth all of these systems of digital control that we've talked about and you've brought up many times here before. They're doing the digital IDs. They're doing the digital money. They're doing the uh, uh, the, the QR system. Maybe not so much for uh, like COVID vaccines, but they're doing the QR code passes everywhere within the uh, within the cities and, and things like that. They're doing the uh, the check-ins as in like the uh, uh, the scan. I didn't know they're doing um, retinal scans, fingerprints. Like they're doing all of this stuff and it's not really talked about. But I think that that's just uh, like that's at the moment. There's so much turmoil over there and martial law has been declared at the national level. So they're able to push all this stuff through and work out all the bugs and get the kinks worked out before they roll it out as in operational here. So let's let's transition into uh, into all this. The digital ID, the European Union already has this. It's quote opt in as in it's voluntary, but that's coming. I mean it's it, well it's not coming, it's here. It'll soon be mandatory and we're told that we need these things, right? We have to have these things. Why? Why do we have to have them? Because we have all of our uh, identities that are online, so it's gonna it's gonna manage everything into one system that you can uh, you know a monolithic system that you can control, as opposed to having different usernames all over the web. Okay, maybe right, maybe, but quite frankly, that's the responsibility of the person, right? That's the responsibility of the person to keep all those things in check. I've got things that are able to manage that stuff for me now. The second thing that they say we need it for is for purchasing. We've got to have this for purchasing. We have to have this for our shopping, right? We've, we've got to have that. Who's asking for that? Anybody? I've never heard a single person, and I'm talking about the people that are out there doing the whole jab thing, and they've got the Apple watches, and they've got the COVID apps on their phones and, and all that stuff. Not one person has ever said to me that are deep into that that tech, and they love it, and they think it's fantastic. They The ones that don't even stop to think about their privacy. I've never had one person say to me, Boy, I wish we had a digital ID system. I wish I had all my stuff on my phone. I, I really wish I had that. And then these international bodies say that we need these things for our state IDs. You know, it brings me to my last point, the state IDs. We got to have the state IDs because uh, it's going to manage, the government's going to manage all that stuff for you. Since when is the government able to manage anything? Well, they're not even managed, able to manage a hot dog stand or, or a lemonade stand. So they're going to manage everybody's IDs. Need I remind you that the country of Argentina, who does digital IDs on all of their citizens, had their system hacked, breached, and all of the IDs for everyone in the country stolen. And they're probably now for sale on the dark web somewhere. That would be my guess. So transitioning into... Well, did you hear about the giant... Yeah, go ahead. The, the giant... The, there, there wasn't, wasn't there another still where uh, 1 billion Chinese IDs were stolen? I just heard about this. So yeah, I think it was one a huge, huge amount and actually published. So what this person did is they hacked one of the systems in China, the, the social credit systems. And I believe they stole like one or three... like. A ridiculous amount of um, IDs, and they made public X amount of them, and they offered um, to sell the rest. And every single ID obviously had all these categories and blah, 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 blah. And it was insane. I cannot believe I forgot all the details, but what exactly they tracked you for 
was pretty crazy. Um, I gotta, I gotta relook into that. I've been so busy, but yeah, it's it's happening. It can be stolen from anywhere, and it's it's only gonna get worse. It's like the two Chinese bankers. I, um, they were working for one of the main Chinese banks, and um, there were two guys in charge of um of a cash vault. One of them, I forgot exactly what he did, but he took X amount of money. And he gambled it and he like tripled it and put it right back before anybody noticed it. So he was like, oh, that's awesome. So he talked the other guy into it. And long story short, um, they lost. So they went in again. And next thing you know, they ran because they ran out of money. They, they gambled all the way. There's a giant movement in China, the, the sit down movement, the lay down people, people that particularly do not work anymore. You know, the uh, what is it? The six and nine, uh, nine, nine, six culture The you work from nine to nine, six days a week. People are rebelling, jumping out of windows against all that. Yeah, yeah. This is a, uh, just to give you an idea, they do have the digital ID system. They do have the social credit system in China. The tech companies and the, the tech oligarchs from here in the West took that business and took that business model over to China to build it over there, to impose it on their population, to beta test it, to bring it here. It's now going live here. This was taken out in front of a branch of uh, the Bank of China. They did this across the entire country. China's in a little bit of a economic turmoil at the moment. They've got some pretty bad problems. They're they're actually where the U.S. was around 2008, but it's not really being reported. They're trying to cover all that stuff up and trying to move on past that. Well, it's spreading to their energy sector, and it's very difficult for the Chinese to even keep the lights on most of the time throughout all of this financial crisis that they're having. But all of the people that had accounts with the Bank of China magically had their savings stolen from them. The bank came out and said, sorry, if you have your savings with us, um, those can no longer be withdrawn. These are now investment products of the bank. And I would like to show you what it looked like outside of the Bank of China just the other night when people showed up to try and withdraw their money. Now, as you can see, these are tanks out in front of the branch to stop people from going in to withdraw their money. But imagine, with the punch of a button, all of your money's gone. When cash goes digital, that's what it'll be. It's, I, and this is, I want to say this right now, I have seen those images twice before in my life. This, it's like my, my hair, you know, standing up on my skin right now. I've seen those images twice before. Once, um, I've seen them in Russia when all the banks completely collapsed and no one could withdraw anything. The money became nothing. There's military men protecting banks and, and, and violence happening everywhere. And then the other play, the other time, it reminds me of what I've seen on TV as a kid going on at the Tiananmen Square. I hope I pronounced that close enough. I mean, no, you got it. Things are collapsing so bad all over the world that it is not even funny. And the the, the simplicity of why it's happening and why both sides of it are happening, why the collapse and why the whole thing is is the tech, it's the revolution of truth, the the webcam, the the cell phone. You know, they're controlling us through media through portable tech, but also we have the ability to record them screwing up nonstop. So it's like everything is getting more and more aggravated. It's it's a self-fueling fire. I think that's a good... Um... Uh, to point out, we, we've seen these things happen before, like uh, the tanks coming in and protecting these banks like that. Um, it, it, an interesting thought uh, process in this. Um, the, in the U.S., most of your uh, currency already is digital. Um, 70 percent of uh, the, the U.S. currency was printed within the last four years. Here's the problem. You can't print but a trillion dollars a year. You can't print any more than that. I mean, physically, you cannot print it. We don't have the capacity to do more than one trillion a year. 
Um, 70%, that means the numbers we were seeing were in the hundreds of trillions uh, of dollars that have been printed over... We, we know of for sure since 2008 that we've done like 140 trillion. We know that for sure, but that was only between eight, uh, 2008 and 2012. And then the like 50 trillion that we had seen with the loans and everything, the bailouts that those companies never paid back. So there's enormous amounts of money out there digitally already. And what's going to happen when the currency collapses? Are we going to see a similar instance in the West where we're going to see tanks rolling and protecting the, um, well, our version of oligarchs here and their money and the rest of us are, um, uh, you know, be damned. Well, you just you just made the entire point of our early conversation even more legitimate. Think of it differently, right? I control the value of your money. I see that the system that I have created in order to, you know, I am the money. I, I control the system that I've created is failing. The old system of capitalism is collapsing due to the rise of technology. It's not keeping up. So I invent capitalism 2.0, the next version. Now I learned that the physical money can be assaulted, taken away, this or that. So now the money that I create for you is going to be virtual. And I physically can be located anywhere, perhaps on the satellite to push that button. They're evolving, they're getting better. It's, it's like I said, it's the, it's a combination of a breakaway society, civilization, and the, the, the curtain of digital deceit. They're devaluing the money and reinstalling a new system of trade. Basically, the, the market, the progression, the geometric progression of the market, how it grew, you know, how much it would take for the global market to double itself, you know, back in the day, it would take 100 years, then it would take 50. You know, now, now, let's say it takes a week to double the entire, you know, market's growth. It's impossible. It's becoming digitally and physically impossible to keep up with all the numbers and calculations. So they're just reinstalling a new version that is more flexible for the dynamic internet technology that's going on right now. A little thought exercise. So we have these uh, billionaires that are trying to get us to space, colonize the moon, colonize uh, Mars, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, Elon Musk comes to mind as an example. Now, keep in mind, I'm, this is a thought exercise. This is not me uh, attributing malice to any of these in individuals because I don't know them personally and I can't uh, attribute motive to them. Uh, but let's use this as an exercise to think, okay, so we have effectively oligarchs in the West that are trying to tell us what we can and can't do with our lives. Um, as, as you pointed out, um, they can, with it being digital and centralized, they have absolute control over it, but they're going to need a place to, that they can hunker down if things get crazy, you know? Well, we just so happen to have some very nice locations that are being built on the backs of us, the individual, uh, that they could run off to and we would not have access to them uh like the moon or mars the, the average person you're not getting to the moon or mars uh when that time comes so it it just you're as a thought experiment kind of what stuff. if that's you're talking elysium kind of stuff basically yeah I, i'd like yeah i'd like to trademark the escape from planet earth movie book or whatever whatever it's going to be right now yeah, As a matter of fact, yeah. I uh, I want to play yeah. a clip here uh, because you you mentioned about a breakaway civilization, and it's it's fascinating that you bring that up because I just so happen to have this clip. This is a gentleman by the name of Yuval Noah Harari, who is an advisor to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. Bruce, you're the house theologian. You've heard of Noah's Ark, yeah? 
I'm familiar, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he just so happens, Mr. Mr. Anti-God here, he just happens to mention something along those lines. You think it's just a coincidence that his name is Noah and he's talking about building an ark in this clip? You decide. Um, that pushes things in its own interests, even if it doesn't benefit the vast majority of the population. This has happened so many times previously in history, and it's probably going to happen again. Um, the One of the biggest dangers to the planet today is this technological utopia, because probably for the elite it will work. If bad comes to worse, then when the flood comes, the scientists will build a Noah's Ark for the elite, leaving the rest to drown the rest of the people and then the rest of the of the ecosystem but they are likely to be able to construct this technological noise arc which is probably what much of the elite is, is counting on that's exactly what you mentioned and that's straight from the horse's mouth yeah this is what i honestly this is this is the logical step is to go that direction to go to space and leave the rest of us here as guinea pigs for their uh, utopian ideas, uh, if you want to call it that. And we get to live in our, uh, 200 square foot homes. You know, if you're a well, well-to-do family of four, uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it while you're eating. What, what is it? The, uh, protein powder, uh, protein bug? powder. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, got some of the protein. Yeah. Soil and green. Yeah. 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 Soil green. Yeah. Do you want me to play the, 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 the protein powder thing? Uh, did we, we didn't play it on here, did we? This was... No, we didn't. No, we did not. Yeah, this was, yeah. Uh... Let's, let's, uh... Okay. Let's, uh, this was... taint the view of people that like <laughs> Iron Man, uh, such as myself. This was Robert Downey Jr. I actually, I, I pulled the full clip, by the way, Bruce. We only saw a snippet. I pulled the full clip. This is Robert Downey Jr. on, uh, Stephen Colbert the other night, uh, on The Late Show, I believe. Yeah. And they're discussing exactly what they're talking about at the World Economic Forum. You'll eat bugs because that's better for the environment. You're going to not have any meat ever again. Exactly. I'm telling you, next year I'm going to Davos as Colbert, and then I will exact my revenge. We'll see what you think, because turnabout is fair play, brother. Now, you've sent me, you've sent some, some things associated with your with your new venture here. What is, yes. I know what this, I got a couple of things here. I know what this yep. is. This is one of the most precious subjects, uh, substances in the world right here. This is toilet yep. paper. I know what you do with this. This okay, is called well, cloud paper. Let's yep. this, let's do an unboxing video. Yeah, let's do it together. It is tree free. It is made from bamboo. Uh, bamboo absorbs massive amounts of carbon during its growth, and it mm. generates at minimum 30% less greenhouse gases. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you something. My missus, that is isn't nice. that nice? I might dab This isn't my... normally where I put it, too. This is, <laughs> this is very pleasant. <laughs> might rethink. Might rethink. Oh, yeah. It, it smells good. It's soft to the touch. This is the thing. You shouldn't have to sacrifice quality for sustainability. And they really figured it out. Now, uh, uh, it's incredibly comfortable. Now, what is this? This looks like I could make cocoa with this. What is right? What is that? Well, uh, that's an insect based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. 
the company is called Insect. This is Infras. This is for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? <laughs> no, man. I wouldn't play you, bro. We're like one. We're like one entity now. That, that is, would be it is, if this is protein, it's essentially tasteless. It's just a protein supplement. Exactly. I could put and this I'm, in a smoothie or something. I'm telling you. Yep. And they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is the 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 making of it is severely reducing the the amount of emissions it takes. It is it is a innovation. Justin, we're doing something incorrectly. If we make this switch. It's a huge, huge uh, intervention. So you see, he's going to go down to Davos next year, and he's going to go as Stephen Colbert. And it just so happens he happens to have investments in all of these things. Do you mean to say he's going to make money and he's going to gain more control out of such agendas being pushed? Huh, I never would have guessed. But this goes along with everything else, right? You're not just getting this digital dark age, as we've called it. You're not just getting that. You're not just getting social credit. All of this will go with it. You're not going to get the highest social credit score and get some bigger place to live. That's not how this works. If you don't do what you're told, you're on the street and you starve to death. If you do do what you're told, then you're getting however many shots and boosts and everything else. You're eating bugs and you're living in a 250 square foot coffin apartment. That's if you're lucky. Well, I, I am going to start putting away change probably today for my um, daily walk fund. I should get a donate. I mean, let's all, you know, you get it. You save for retirement now. Soon enough, you're going to have, you know, you have your regular taxes. You're going to have your um, flat fee. You're going to have your, um, uh, you know, electrical fee. You're going to have your uh, meal warm uh, tax. Um, you're going to have your uh, twice a day daily allotment of a 15 minute um, fresh air exercise walk on a patio. It sounds like jail. What, what? what it, it sounds like a digital Did prison. No. Nah. OK, well, I mean, jail sounds nice because you could probably, man, at least you I, can, I, I could at least you can imagine order you stuff could probably in have some in jail, jail, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, well, see, th th that's the thing. It's not that it, it used to be that they control the fact whether or not you have a certain option with the amount of money that you make or, you know, depending on how the economy is, you have an option to purchase something or not. That option gives you almost like a 50 percent, you know, freedom ch choice on that, you know, transaction. But now they're like, okay, we're going to pay you, but also you choose which one of our products. So if I'm selling product A and product B, and let's say my profit is a lot more product A than product B, well, either way, it's it's, it's my product. It's all profit. It's this The system is becoming completely, they're closing the loop. It's becoming completely enclosed where, like I mentioned, United States went from a capitalism driven society, you know, family unit based where family units would provide, you know, for themselves and pay taxes to better the community. You were a consumer citizen. Now you're just becoming a literally a cell in this green machine that they built to sustain their civilization um, as a parasite to us. We are becoming a Let's say, first of all, trapped on a planet is getting soon enough getting to be a reality. Then the rest of it, such as our choices for how to get paid and what we can purchase with the way we get paid, are now taken away. And what is getting paid in the first place? 
I mean, the freedom of the, the more jobs are going to be taken away by rapidly increasing technology, the more they will also control your choice of employment, you know, your choice of social interaction. Soon enough, once you choose who a certain person interacts with, you control the size of their world. So if I am born into a society where all my interaction is based on only knowing that, you know, there's a thousand of us, let's say, well, how easy is it to just completely keep me, you know, on a leash or not even on a leash? I mean, we're talking about matrix cells in a little matrix. They're not trying to create global um, communication and understanding, kind of a global consensus. What they're trying to do is they're trying to basically put every everybody in different compartments. If you control all forms of communication, if you control the amount of, you know, let's say friends, how do I know all my friends are fake, on Facebook are not fake fake bots? You know, you see where I'm going with this? Kind of like um, what, you, what what's that movie with Jim Carrey? Um, Jesus, the, the one where, you know, he realizes his entire life is just a one big TV show. Let's say 30% of my friends. Exactly. Thank you. So let's say not all of my friends are fake on Facebook. 5%, 10%, even one out of 100 of my friends is fake. It's enough to influence the horde to go in a certain direction. I mean, not everybody's got to agree. Just got to launch, you know, a single match into already, you know, excuse my language, pissed off stack of hay and boom, everything blows up. They're the ones with the water. We're the ones burning. Where are you going to go? It's uh, uh, to, to expand on that, that's actually, this is, this is one of the things that I've kind of been pointing out uh, with uh, what we call the, the digital dark age. You have this elite that is basically controlling everything. Uh, they're the gatekeepers. If you want to go in and as an example, we use Google as an example. If you want to go in and you want to be an upstart and you want to create um, an artificial intelligence or a, 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 a search engine or something like that. Well, guess what? You're going to have to get through Google search engine. If you become a competitor on the market, all they have to do is just turn off your search results. It's easy, easy to do. They can just hide your search results. Or for that matter, they don't even have to stop your search results from showing up. Just put it on the second page. Now, you have a bunch of companies that are doing this that are basically gatekeepers and you really have to create something unique or kiss enough ass to make enough money to be one of these big elite. Now, in the digital dark age, that's kind of the old system, the old way. You could, as a normal individual, you could come from a poor household to billionaire status just because you brought a product to market, right? That's the old system. The new system is now you have the elite already. They have their money. Now they decide who gets to live and die, basically. They're the ones that get that get to decide uh, what you uh, eat, where you go for schooling, all of that. And as we were talking about with colonizing another planet, if they go to this other planet and they are using artificial intelligence, uh, the, the completely centralized uh, identification system, the digital IDs uh, and the banking system, uh, and the AI is just running things like, uh, are you doing what you're told? Are you doing the prescribed, you know, uh, are you interacting with the people you shouldn't be? Are you uh, taking the right vaccines? Are you saying the right uh, words? And is your emotion in those words? Do you truly believe what is being said? Because because they have AI that is capable of um, identifying whether or not someone believes what they're saying now. They, they're getting pretty good at this. Now, imagine all these systems working to, to get together to create this digital dark age. That's literally going to trap 
those of us that are still on the planet that haven't colonized to another planet, we're stuck. We're, we're, we're like, how are you going to get out? Where are you going to get the funds to build a rocket to go and colonize another planet? Where are you going to get the resources to go and colonize another planet when the most that you have that you own is the clothes on your back? You don't even own a car, a house, hell, even the apartment, the bed you lay on is not yours. All Someone else is sleeping on that while you're at work. Yeah, all products or services. Uh, yeah, and they, they, they control 100% everything. This reminds me of a video game. I want to buy my Freedom Pass. You know, you know. imagine if you mentioned what words I use, what products I buy, blah, blah, blah. Imagine if I would have to pay in order to literally like have the amount of freedom that I have. Literally, the city, picture city, right? It's it's a big tower. You know, that's where we all live in our little, um, you know, plugged in little societies. And, you know, there's a certain amount of circular fences around, the bigger, bigger, and bigger. So imagine getting a Freedom Pass. So, you you know, being good enough of a citizen, you get to go outside. And, COVID you know, Pass. You see the... And then that was your freedom pass. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, you get to go more and more and more. Right. But oh, it, that is amazing. So yeah. And here's the thing: the whole six feet apart thing. I looked into this. I, 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 and this is for another time. But I mean, man, I looked into how human beings interact without, you know, any communication. Let's say just by being next to each other, and how much that influences. Everything from literally unity to family unit to health to healthy communication to everything down to menstrual cycle for women and sleep patterns for men. It's it's just the unity, just the physical presence of bodies around you helps us exchange information on a DNA, you know, sort of a level. So this whole six feet apart, it's almost like put two more sixes into it and, you know, and, and, and kill love completely. COVID is anti-hug. How more evil can you be, you know? excuse my language hugs that 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 is the campaign you know my i imagine if i'm going to walk around with that sign you know downtown today you know just hugs and put a red bar over it people are not going to like me they're going to question things they don't question it when they i mean everybody's too lazy to do the most basic research to a point where the amount of people that don't but listen to people that are designed to say certain things they influence the people that never looked to bullshit Basically, it's becoming so easy and childlike to become powerful in this society because the real power is already gone. And, and everything that remains to us kind of like becoming like an illusion. I mean, how far can I get in life, really? I mean, I could probably make a lot of money, would you know, go somewhere. But I don't think it's that easy to get your foot in the door anymore. You know, this 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 six six foot away, six, I feel six feet away from being a noose, you know, having a noose around my neck, to be honest, that's how close we are. And I haven't been looking into that doomsday clock, but I mean, where are the scientists? Everybody screams the same thing. What we have to do is we have to get to the kids. We have to make sure kids do this, this, and that. They have certain opportunities. That's how we're going to get, you know, get better, get where we're going. And at the same time, nothing is going that way at all. It's it's like the worst sin in the Bible, you know, the, the men that just sit there and they do nothing and, and watch evil men commit evil crimes, evil sins. We are all are watching something that is being done to us, to, to the next generation. I mean, let's let's get the freedom pass now. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, whether you're religious or not, just freedom. It's it's all, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the color or, or, or anything. Just try to try to do this experiment. And I wish, I mean, this was an idea for a TV show I had back in the day, but like now, it, now it's not crazy anymore. It used to sound crazy. Now it's not crazy. Think of it this way, right? Get 300 people, whatever, hundred people, put them in a the village where they get um, only news 
like 100% factual news based on the decisions and things that occurred within, let's say, the country or the place. Just the 100% based, you know, factual events that occurred. No advertisements, no media, no propaganda, no nothing completely. And see, they can even guess in, you know, a few months who is doing what. And it will become so clear what their agenda is. If they just write down the agenda of what it seems this person wants to do based just on the actions, I bet it would be 100% opposite of what everybody else, you know, has been seeing on the media. This all goes into people's behavior. And, you know, we're going to get into more of that in the coming weeks. We're going to talk about people's behavior patterns and, and what's happened over the last two and a half, almost going on three years now, if you can believe it. But you're right. It is like pulling teeth to try and get people to understand. But I mean, we're we're going, as I said, we're going on three years into this now. Really? You can't see what's going on now? I was mentioning yesterday, I said I, I was walking out of the uh, the supermarket and in walks this woman, right? Pavel, it's 95 degrees here. In walks this woman with an N95 mask strapped to her face, right? And she's over there at the hand sanitizer just hitting the levers, right? Just bathing in that stuff. And I'm like, what? what's wrong with you, right? What, what, what is the matter with you? You can't get through to people at this point, at this late in the game, trying to get somebody to understand what's actually happening. There's more than enough data that's going around about what's going on. And I'm not talking about just the whole COVID thing. That's bad enough in and of itself. That's just one cog in this big wheel. But everything else, the digital ID, the digital wallet, whatever you want to call it, what in the world did you think all this was about? COVID was about getting you to take that. And then once you had that, it was going to change. They were going to rapidly shift everything. With your digital ID, you were going to get your, your social credit system with your uh, your COVID shots. You were going to get your digital cash. You were going to get all of your plastic cards that, that are in your wallet or pocketbook now. All of that was going to go away. But I think a majority of people, once they started to see the rollout of COVID, now this is, this is the saving grace to this, I think. Once they started to see the rollout of COVID, at least here in the EU, the, the dawn of the, the COVID passport, they put vaccine passports in here. I got thrown out of, I got thrown out of businesses. I did. I got thrown out of businesses because I didn't have it. I'm serious. I, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, have you people lost your damn minds? You couldn't travel unless you you had these uh, one of these things, whether you were vaxxed or not, you still had to go through the process through testing and they would still send you a QR code and that would be how you would travel. So you still had to go through that. But I think once people in mass started to see, hey, wait a minute. OK, we said the ones that voluntarily did it. We said that we were going to go out and we were going to get vaccinated because that was our choice. Right. People decided to make that choice for themselves, the ones that voluntarily did it. I'm not talking about the ones that were coerced and forced by threatening their livelihoods. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that said, all right, I've got underlying conditions. I've got problems. I'm going to go out. I'm going to take the vaccine for me. Right. Those people that did that, a goodly percent, well, actually all of them, that at least the ones that I've seen, all of them agreed to go out and take part in that aspect of things. They didn't agree to the segregation of society. They didn't agree to take a digital passport that would allow them to go to a restaurant, but not their closest relative, their closest friend. They can't sit down and have a drink or a piece of cake with their friend or their, their father or their mother or their uncle, or their aunt, cousin, niece, brother, nephew, whatever. That's not what people agreed to. So once the segregation started, and let's be honest, all of this that we're talking about, the social credit and everything else, this is all going to be segregation, all of it. Everyone's going to be splintered and fractured and in their own little groups. As you said, they're all going to be cordoned off and sectioned off. The segregation of society is not the way forward. That's the past. That's not the future. That's the past. And that's where they're trying to take it again. You see, the segregation is 
all these terms and 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 the woman you mentioned, you know, what is wrong with her? You you said and and here's the thing. Objectively, I think there might something be wrong, you know, to be that paranoid or whatever. But subjectively, I was thinking she's a product of her environment. What is wrong with her? Probably not much based on what she sees and where she lives and who she interacts with. And that society, that is the exact goal of whoever, whatever is trying to separate itself from us. We're no longer to blame for. I mean, I feel, I just purely feel bad for people. I feel bad for people that are so sure of themselves because they've been told this the, the, the whole life, you know, you got this, you got this, you're doing well. He's a trophy for nothing. He's a... Um, they no longer care enough to go, to even respect themselves to have a personal opinion. And we can keep going, getting more and more segregated. But how many directions do the wolves need to be coming at you in order for you to get notice, you know, get, get a notice of where you are? You know, no one is. How many people do I see daily that are happy or you can talk to and that are happy and everything's, you know, and, and I, I don't live in a bad area right now but you know i've been around and especially the united states and it does not seem like everyone's happy at all even the, the, see the middle class the middle class used to be a staple of the united states america used to be segregated by race it used to be segregated by classes more or less that's that used to be the norm now we're sitting um segregated by something that is abstract something that can be completely not just influenced by the system but actually created in the first place by the system so it's it's like you're you don't even know that the person you're arguing with is actually like the person that owns this whole building basically it's like i said what i what what i picture in my mind is two things i see a snake you know that that bites it's it's starting to bite its own tail where it getting enclosed but that is how it used to be back in the day we used to have basically a uh, you know a two-dimensional kind of society where the danger could come from any direction now with this kind of a virtual you know a new dimension of this virtual cyberspace and 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 a digital id and everything is going digital where is my digital id i don't have it like things that are not physical we're trapped in a sphere and and this sphere is literally closing from every direction you know monetarily things are getting more expensive we're getting paid less the taxes are getting more everything's you know it's, it's getting harder the hours are getting longer um the medicine is becoming more expensive there's a bigger need for the medicine the tv uh, some of the tv shows that people just i do not get it i i've timed a very popular tv show it ran for an hour and out of that hour 37 something minutes were just ads and by the end of it the, it would be about five minutes of commercials three minutes of content and another five minutes of commercials but people are psyched for it um that is just the surfing time wake up until it's too late it's 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 not a joke anymore that all of this is becoming virtual that kids are not caring about learning they only care about you know basically drugs and video games and it's getting sad and it's getting it's becoming on a massive level i don't really know soon enough i believe that Basically, it's, even school is going to split. I believe soon enough, um, homeschooling is going to become a big movement where um, maybe you would need a digital license to school your kids. Maybe that's it's if we already, go that if if we go that route, then if we go down the digital ID route, then yes. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's already starting. Like we're already starting to see like this split or disconnect because you've got here in, in the U.S. the schooling and everything is so bad 
in the sense of it's just an indoctrination camp, especially with COVID. A lot of the families seeing what was being taught because their kids were at home. So they were, you know, seeing what they were being taught. They were already being indoctrinated in these school classes in elementary school, in grade school. And parents started, you know, shifting and going into the um, homeschooling or, or changing it to go to private schools and everything. And you have politicians pushing to get uh, these, these, at least the federal funding or the state funding removed from these private schools or the um, uh, homeschooling groups that, uh, you know, do the extracurricular activities so they can do like, you know, the homeschooling kids can come together and do like, uh, you know, sports together or, you know, uh, things like that. They're, they're coming after those things now as well. So, uh, you know, to that, they're, they're already trying to crack down on that. Imagine that the metaverse, you know, gets a contract from the government because everything is so together that it's even hard to speak about. Okay, so you have your digital ID, you have your digital kids with your digital education, right? And they're all wearing the digital helmets. And, you know, Zuckerberg has the first virtual school where, you know, you pick the content and, and everybody stays even more home. And Jesus Christ, the kids don't even want to go outside as it is now. It's so easy for parents to just put the helmet on and next day you get this giant new argument they think they're outside they feel like they're outside well it's the same thing as these parents that are you know parents that are so happy that the kid is on the tablet 24 7 just because they're left alone those are the parents are going to start pushing the giant well you know he thinks he's in the forest he probably is he is learning right now and that's really really going to be the game and the checkmate in my opinion the thing we should all look for. And, you know, I'll finish on that. That's the last thought I have. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that you say meta, maybe they'll get some kind of a big contract with the government. We were actually looking into a lot of their advisors that they brought in, people that they hired as their disinformation people, as their security specialists, as their online uh, fraud, anti-fraud people. They're all former CIA employees, all of them. Oh, big surprise there. And uh, if they had the um, acid experiments, you know, acid being introduced to, you know, people in uh, mental institutions, you know, to drug addicts without them knowing, well, who knows they're not going to test the next asset in this metaverse. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're, we're getting literally plugs in our heads. This is the future. Wake up. Like <laughs> there are robots out there. It's hysterical. Well, you, you said plugs, uh, people getting plugs. In, that's literally there's multiple uh, companies that have started, you know, um, they're looking to create exactly that. You know, no, we, we had Neuralink there with Elon Musk. That was kind of the, the well-known big one. There's like three other companies that started up here within the last few years that their intention is to do the exact same thing. And one of the companies has already implanted their device into a human being. So, I mean, it, we're already on the road to to being not only, you know, uh, in the virtual space, the but you're going to have we're, ads we're beamed straight to your brain. Yeah, we're going to end oh, up the Borg oh at this God. rate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, I keep thinking of Bender from Futurama, you know. it's it's it, We're getting these plugs and wait till the... Whatever it is, you know, the, the cyborg enhancement, wait till that goes bootleg. Oh, my God. I cannot see the off-market, you know, Russian, uh, you know, cigarette holding fingers, say, it, head implants. I mean, they, it's just going to go bad. It's going to go bad quick. It's going to be hysterical. And I hope to God that we're going to wake up soon enough, realize that it's a giant TV show we're living in. We are adults. We can change it. We can do better. 
and men just try to have a little bit of common sense. And I, I have some great imagery that, you know, I, for the next next time I'm on the show, I'll be I'll come in with some funny stuff. Well, that sounds great. We've got about uh, just a few minutes uh, left here, but uh, I tell you what, if you if you want, if you're comfortable, if not, that's okay too. Uh, would you like to share with the listeners what you've been up to, what you're working on, some of the projects you've got in the pipeline and, and things you're trying to get off the ground? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, thanks for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I am with a team of really, really bright individuals. Um, we're trying to kind of combine common sense, humor, and just good values, good messages. And basically, we're doing it by kind of like mass dropping some of the domain names that we've purchased. I never really wanted to get into politics. But I mean, like I said, the first time I was here, if it looks like a duck, you know, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's not going to make a good president, it might make a better criminal, but it definitely makes a better duck too. So we bought Domian rights to 2024essentials.com, um, supportdonaldtrump.com. I will have more information. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of a lot of factually based, um, some funny, some not so funny, awakening entertainment that's coming up, basically. You mentioned something from the Bible, and I believe that Thomas Jefferson, who was one of the uh, founders of America, by the way, he was 32 years old when he put his name on the Declaration of Independence. He said, the only thing that tyranny needs to gain a foothold is for good men and women to do nothing. That's the absolute truth, because on the other side of this, you know, you, you say that you've, you never saw yourself getting involved in, in politics and stuff. I didn't either. You know, it wasn't something that I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to sit, you know, I, I mean, even today, I, I tell myself and I tell Bruce all the time, I'm like, man, I don't want to sit here and do this. <laughs> I got other things to do. I really do. If we don't step up on the other side, we should have already taken over. We should have taken over 20 years ago. But these old sad sack relics that are still in there that won't leave, they should have been gone a generation ago. But no. No, we were brought up in the consumerist society. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Go to work for one of these corporations and, and, and get fulfilled that way. Let us run things. We're the experts. You don't know anything about it. On the other side. We, yeah, go ahead. If like if we are going to revert back to dark ages, let's go back to the time of men being mid. You know, we need to man up. And I don't mean this in a sexist way. I, I mean this for both men and women. In the most common way, as in, you know, let's toughen up a little bit. Let's woman up a little bit. Let's get more stoic. You know, I'm going to have another project coming up where I really, really, really want to get to the bottom of what the forefathers of America had in mind creating this society, you know, coming to leaving everything behind. What was really in the mind of Thomas Jefferson's? What kind of people did they foresee for the future? What kind of American would Thomas Jefferson or George Washington say, you know, if if, if he could f foresee us in the year 2022? We need to keep going in the most common sense, most logical, close your eyes to all this propaganda type of, you know, mentality and just look to the things that used to work fine back in the day are still working fine now. And will work in the future, the most basic and fundamental things, such as your body is your temple. As long as you can have your body, as long as you have body, you can have fun. You can entertain yourself. You do not need more than your own body to survive or provide entertainment. And as a matter of fact, if you can replace that dopamine, um, you know, serotonin cycles in your brain, if you can just replace, you know, certain things that are good for you away from the video games, if, if you can make survival fun for yourself, if you can make push-ups fun for yourself, soon enough, you don't want to do other things because 
literally the chemicals in your brain will change. You will no longer get as much entertainment from video games. You will like to run or do push-ups more. Please just take care of yourself. That is it. Stop worrying so much about everything. Please take care of yourself and feel better. And if you feel better, you're going to make everybody around you feel better. Slow down. Become stoic and just take care of yourself and your own. That's what we need. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, the kind of uh, being the, the house theologian, as we, we, we like to joke, that's exactly it. The Bible does talk about the whole, if you know to do right and you don't do it, that's sin to you. Uh, that that's in the new testament so if you know that this is going down like this this stuff you you're seeing your kids uh being indoctrinated you're seeing uh the the lockdowns and the control and everything that's happening and you're not standing up and doing anything especially as men you 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 pointed out men need to man up and women you know you're not doing it sexist but i'm i'm gonna harp on the men because obviously i'm a male toxic masculine i have been <laughs> yeah yes i i have been disappointed by uh men of the west uh because when you see when you see for example the kids in school and uh they've been indoctrinated with these uh uh you know the 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 things that have happened lately the transgender story hour and those kind of things you know the men haven't been the ones standing up and doing anything it's been the 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 moms they've gone in and you know protested in the school meetings and all of that the men haven't they've been relatively silent it should have been the men that were out there. You should have been the ones. We're wired to be the protectors. We're wired to be the, as you said, stoic. That's how we're wired. We're supposed to be that. That's what we desire. When you when you step into those shoes and you start doing that, you feel the the fulfillment. Those those uh you know the dopamine, serotonin, all that. You get that from doing those i hate to use the the the, the analogy but it, the, that cog that is part of the cog that you are as a male in this in this system of life that we are i i was just really disappointed in in what happened during covid and what's happened since but with that said i'm seeing more starting to stand up and so that's reassuring that maybe it isn't too late maybe it really isn't maybe the west can still stand up and start doing what's right, and we can still pull out of this. Um, still, look, look, look at us. That's that's what and and you know we always got to remember that there's the positivity in all this because we are doing this as we speak. That's what we're trying to do. We're standing up just by speaking. And look, we, you don't have to do much. We're just talking about things that are in our heads, and that's all you have to do. Just look around. You you see things that are going on and. Once you get addicted to things that are good for you and the people are around you, you become happy. It is so much simpler that people think like, oh, what do I need for, for happiness? What do I need to make my world better? What do I need to do to make a difference? Make yourself addicted to things that are good for you and your you know, household. How about your yard? How about your neighborhood? How about you, your city? You know, I, I take, you know, um, my younger, you, you know, uh, I can't say my kids, but let's say, you know, somebody else's kids and them. And we just, you know, I try to teach kids that are around me to do good things. We go foraging, we find mushrooms, we don't eat them, but we study them. And that becomes fun. I see tablets being dropped on the ground and, and, and you know, and that's what makes me feel happy. I'm not out there getting high. I'm not out there watching TV. I'm not, you know, even at the gym, I'm just sitting there and I'm happy because almost to the tears of my eyes because I'm seeing interest, interest in reality. And the biggest enemy to the reality is this ego boasting human 
capitalism-driven virtual machine that we're are almost starting to oppose. We're standing up for ourselves virtually. We're standing up for ourselves in the real world as well. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Pavel, I want to thank you for coming in this evening. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Always fantastic to get your viewpoint. Look forward to having you back on at your earliest possible convenience. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, I just can't thank you enough. And good things are going to happen to good people who care for good people around them. And you guys seem to be some of the best people I've ever met. Thank you so much. And God bless you. God bless you. And we're happy to have you back as soon as you're able. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. If you'd like to reach Pavel, you can put attention Pavel in the subject line and we will make sure that he gets it. I'm sure you would love to have some feedback, wouldn't you, Pavel? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I like hearing anything from anyone and no matter what it is, I always have something nice to say back. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction gentlemen i want to thank you both for being here this evening thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a fantastic evening